And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome again to New York Talk. We have another game where Rotherham have won. It's getting boring after all these wins, isn't it? You know what I mean? <laughs> Every time we're coming here. And we won, obviously. Um, so we'll have to cover. Um, and we're going to look ahead to Saturday, which will hopefully bring another win. Um, we have Mick and Danny with us again. Thank you for joining us, boys. As always. Hello. Hello, everybody. Um, how are we all doing? Are we excited for uh, Christmas? Is the excitement built in for Christmas yet? Or are you still not there yet? Um, it's getting there. I mean, I've just put the tree up before coming on here, but in in our house, we don't really like to flash about with Christmas, you know, with the big tree and sparkles everywhere. So it's just like a tree that's about this big. Um, we have a few decorations on it, and it lights up. So it's like, yeah, that'll do. That's Christmas. Um, but I'm more excited about Boxing Day, to be honest. Mm, correct. <laughs> that sounds really bad, but... For me, it's my first away Boxing Day fixture. Um, it's Accrington, so it's nice and close by mm. on these terraces, you know. It's going to be freezing cold, but I'm more excited <laughs> about that, to be honest. Boxing Day games are, are great. Absolutely great. Um, yeah, the last one we went to was that Shrewsbury game, last Boxing Day making that were yeah. special. It was. It was. It was, yeah, absolutely. I've got my tree up. Up in loft. And, uh, you, yeah, you didn't put it up, did you? Up in loft. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, it'll stay there as long as I can let it. <laughs> <laughs> How boring, Michael! I am, yeah, absolutely. Um, so as we mentioned at the start, it's a five-five-one victory for Rotherham uh, on Tuesday night. One of the, it was a very strange feeling coming out of the game, Danny. I don't know about you, and me and Mick were certainly we won five-one, but in terms of the performance, there was quite a lot to be disappointed about. It wasn't a five-star performance, was it, at all for me? No, I, I agree, actually. I think um, I think the, fir- 
the first half an hour really summed up our last three or four games. We looked mm. a little bit on the ropes, you know. Um, but I think as soon as Freddie scored his goal, and let's not beat around the bush, it were a scrappy goal, wasn't it? <laughs> it's probably <laughs> probably the scrappiest goal we've scored this season so Scrappy's far. is probably overselling it a bit, to be honest. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's like Smith's shot, it's rebounded off the keeper and off their player, and it's sort of come off Freddie's knee. Or something like he, can t- he hasn't shot basically, it's just cannoned yeah. off him and he's gone in. Um, but I think because we showed the patience but resilience to get back mm. in the game, it sort of gave Reds a wobble. And it's like, right, we can go on and go on and win these. Um, but yeah, I think the first half an hour is like an encapsulation of the Oxford game, the Port Vale game, and the Stockport game just mm. put into the first bit of the half where we've looked not at our best, but we've still managed to come through it. And, yeah, I think that's the Gillingham game, but we've shown how good we are, even without Michael Smith scoring by pumping five past him. All right. Yeah. It was helped by a red card, which we'll get onto in a bit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it wasn't five-star, but it was a typical Rotherham. We weren't at our best, but we've mm. still somehow battered him, you know. Yeah. It's a sign of, let's just say it, it's, that's what champions do. They don't play very well, mate, but then they go ahead and win comfortably. Now, I'm not sitting here saying we're going to win the championship like they are on Quest, but mm. that's this is what these teams do. Manu of old, Arsenal of old, City at times, Liverpool. They play badly and then still win by two to two, three goals on this occasion Tuesday. Mm. And we've also ticked off a sort of a little bit of a thing. We came from behind and won. I know it was only 1-0 and I know Gillingham's head dropped, but to come from behind is a habit and you've got to start somewhere. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a weird one. Isn't it a weird one? With, with You know, I see people talking on social media, you know, some people of the view like us that you come away from the ground and I had this conversation at work with people saying, oh, did you enjoy the game? It must have been a great game, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I feel a little bit cocky. I feel a little bit like I do. I feel a bit, a little bit like a Man U fan because I'm saying, "Well, yeah, we're all right," and it were, it were all right. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know whether we've just set the bar so high in terms of performances mm. that we can go and win five-one and come away not disappointed. Obviously, disappointed is not yeah. the right word. It's far too strong. It just, I don't know, just a bit of a bit underwhelmed. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think, and, and it's bizarre, and it's a fantastic position to be in, isn't it? Let's be fair. You know I what I mean? Like, 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 imagine coming away from a five-one win and going, "Yeah, yeah we're all right, wasn't it?" Yeah, right, eh? <laughs> but that, I mean, I, I'll be, I'll be honest yeah. with you. That's genuinely how I felt. Yeah, we're all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to, sort of, you have to sort of check yourself and yeah, sort of complain about things. You go, hang on, we've just won five one. Yeah. <laughs> just come on, <laughs> pull um, yourself together. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's go back to the start of the game. Five minutes in, um, there's two or three mistakes in the goal. Then let's get the negatives out of the way. The pass from Freddie was poor, which scuppered Mikel Miller because Mikel Miller, because we had the ball, he was so far forward, he was then out of position. Dan Marley's has not tracked his man, and Wes Hardy's probably not done as well as he possibly can do. I mean, <laughs> it was a bit of a calamity, a calamity of errors. Yeah, fine, good goal, but it was entirely stoppable from our point of view. Yeah, I think um, the issue for us, we were still we're probably still settling into the game. Like obviously, yeah. Gillingham, one of them teams where you knew they were going to sit back on the ball a bit like Wickham. 
did, uh, which is why I put the poll up on Twitter. So thank you to everyone who voted. Um, but yeah, but obviously we've we've just made a mistake, a silly mistake, and Wickham have pounced on it. And we just haven't really recovered in time. Like I say, Miller out of position because he thought the attack were on. Probably because we nearly scored like three minutes before. So probably thinking here we could get an early goal here. Mm. Um, but yeah, like they said on Quest as well, it was just a bit of a calamity. Like it wasn't really one big issue that caused a goal. It was like just the little ones that added yeah. up. And then obviously Gillingham scored. I think it's their first goal in like, what, five games? As well, so I mean, all right, fair play. You've broken the duck and not scoring, but you could you have waited until like the 16th minute so I could have <laughs> carried on that that one record we were clinging on to, not conceding in the first 15 minutes. And it's like, and it's out the window, because yeah. it is, but yeah, it's but, good to get those things uh, off his back, though, in a little bit because yeah. bit, you get them hanging over a little bit. Um, but I suppose every, every record we can keep will we'll keep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um a couple of comments. We've got Lee McGarry up the Millers. Uh Ian Bradley's with us. Good evening. Um so let's turn talk about the uh after the goal Mick. It then became that there were times it looked really panicky. There were times I was watching mm. it thinking, this looks like we're one nil down with 20 minutes left. Mm. Uh they were trying to rush, and there was an injury to their player. Did he do his shoulder? Yeah. That, almost changed, that changed it for us because as soon as that break happened, Paul Wands clearly clearly pu- pulled them in and just sort of looked, must have calmed them down because after that it was, there was much more patience. There was much mm. more you know, taking their time in the build-up. But again, that's a bit of a concern that we've gone 1-0 behind and instantly we're panicking. But it's good that one is able to change it. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, we've been we've, we've not been great up to the point of them scoring. I know it's only five minutes, but you know that that pass from Freddie wasn't the first one that had been short or mm-hmm. long. You know, um, and while some people might get on Freddie's back as a result of that one, there were plenty, plenty more that could have led to a similar situation. Um, and and to be fair, and that that first few minutes, Rathbone was was probably the biggest culprit uh, of that. Um, but yeah, it, it was a bit strange. But I, I, I'm, I'm permanently looking for signs that this 19-game unbeaten run is, is starting to have an effect on on the team, and I don't know whether I don't know whether that is 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 a, is a thing or not. I'm sure the club won't allow that, but it just feels like <laughs> it just feels like it. You know, it was panicky. You're right. You're right. And that that injury to their player for us came at the right time, just to just to calm the nerves a little bit and just get back to doing what we do well, and, and we did after that. Mm. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then came the goal, Danny. You sort of mentioned it. I feel sorry for Gillingham because because of the you know, the injury crisis they're having. Um, I feel sorry for their fans that trip they've made. But that again, something else that changed the game. As soon as that goal went in, their heads went straight down, and it was a mistake. And Freddie's Freddie's done what a strike, good striker does. He's there. He's on the spot. But it came from a goalkeeper mistake and a defensive mistake, and they can't be doing that. If they want to stay up, they've got to cut that out. Yeah, I think so. I think it was probably down to um, Aaron Chapman being a Miller as well, born and raised in Rotherham, you know. Um, I saw a few tweets saying that someone played with him at Phoenix back in the day as well. Uh, Sorry, just uh, a strange car going past my window. Sorry if you heard a strange horn going past. Um, But yeah, like you say, it was... Just it was like our goal to be honest. It was a collection mm. of errors that overall led to a goal, but theirs was just more condensed into like that little pocket of space outside their penalty area. Whereas ours, it was just in our half. 
Mm. Um, but I mean, yeah, like I said before, if Freddie didn't really shoot, it just sort of came off him and went all the way in. Um, and I said on the vlog, you know, they all count. It doesn't matter how they go in, they all count. Um, but like you say, when we equalised, their heads went down and it was effectively one-way traffic for the rest of the game. Because I think we Gillingham had one shot at goal all game, which was their goal. And I think we had 28. Well, um, Philip Rollinson says we had 29 shots to one. 29. Scored five, missed a penalty, and we think we could have been better. Are we getting massive? <laughs> <laughs> not, not massive, Phil, just mighty. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 You have to sit back and enjoy it, I suppose. <laughs> it's difficult. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. going to really struggle to enjoy that first goal, like, let's be fair. I mean, it was great to see it trickling into the back of net. That were enjoyable, but the rest of it was just, <laughs> it was just dire, weren't it? It was, yeah. yeah. It was school schoolboy stuff a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then came the second goal before half time. Ian Bradley says he didn't see a deflection on the Miller's, Miller volley. I hope it isn't I taken didn't. off him. At the time, I thought there was, but it's clearly just moved. It must have moved in the air a bit, a bit, um, and it's left him with no chance. Miller's again make had a very good game. Mm. He's getting more and more involved in every single game. We've said this on the last feels like five podcasts now. I'm more yeah. and more impressed with him every week. I've added a goal now as well. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was a great strike. A really, really good strike. Goalkeeper were completely unsighted. He'd got about 15 yeah. players in front of him. So you can't blame the keeper for that. He was also at fault for that. Well, he wasn't at fault <laughs> for that, but he was at fault because the, when the cross came in, mm. and Icky knocked it back across. Yeah, Icky were almost still on goalkeeper's toes. I don't, yeah. I don't understand why the keeper didn't come for that. I, I'm not going to criticise him for the shot. I'm, I would, I'm, I'm not a fan of criticising a Rotherham fan on the show, a Rotherham boy, Rotherham lad from the show. But for me, yeah. keeper's got to do better there. Keeper's got to come and get that. And he's, he's massive. Yeah. He's, he's a giant. I don't yeah, get why he didn't come for that. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's about confidence, isn't it? That's all about confidence as a goalkeeper coming for the ball, coming for crosses. It's, it's just purely confidence. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a great finish. I thought it was a really good finish. He struck it really well. Really great technique, and uh, and I really enjoyed it. I didn't see any deflection, but then I wear I wear glasses and I don't wear them while I'm watching match. So <laughs> who knows? It could have hit fifteen players. All fifteen players aren't worth them for me. I, I still wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, um, and it couldn't be forty-five minutes of football without either Steve Evans or Paul Rayner getting a booking. Um, this time it went to Paul Rayner. Um, it's, yeah, it's just how it works, Danny. Isn't it? It's just that's the one of the laws of football. They must get something <laughs> on a game. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. Um, the people who sat next to me, they pointed it out <clears throat> to me. Rainer being booked. Um, <laughs> it, it was so funny because you could see them both mouthing, mouthing off at fourth official, and fourth official was just like deadpan calm. Just puts his his, his fingers to his ears. And the referee comes over and books one of him. You know, so, mm. but like you said, they they seem like a very I don't want to call it anger, but I don't want to call it passion. It's like somewhere between the two. Isn't it's it? anger. Yeah. It's yeah. just anger, mate. Come on. Get yeah. off the fence. <laughs> All right, he's leaning, he's leaning towards anger. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it is um, a cliche with Steve Evans that there is at least one game every month that he probably gets sent off or booked in <laughs> where he's mouthing off at somebody. And it was strange because, I know it's later in the game, but in the second half, you could hear him mouthing off at the referee. And there were 8,000 people all 
making some sort of noise. But the only voice I could hear was Steve Evans, who were at least 40 yards away from where I was sat. You know, so, so I mean, he's got a set of pipes on him. I'll give him that. But it's just a shame he doesn't direct it more towards his players. It's more always towards fourth official. You know, poor fourth official, whoever's got the, the nod to be the fourth official for a game, it's like, oh, it's Steve Evans. You know, they must like wear earplugs or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, just going back to, to Miller's goal, where I'm sat in the north stand, it was more or less bagging line from where he struck it from. Obviously, it's all around mm. the pitch. But honestly, I don't know how it's gone in. The way he's sort of like wound himself up to strike mm. it, it looked like he was going to balloon it into well, effectively Velvet Stadium. Um, but he struck it, and it's so, like like you say, it might have took a deflection, but he might have just manoeuvred so much in the air, and mm. we, we didn't know it would gone. We didn't know it had gone in, so we saw net ripple, and I says, <laughs> and I says, how's it gone in? You know, it's like was it one of them weird phantom goals where it's like sort of <laughs> gone in through side netting or something? But now we watch the replay, and it's a terrific strike, you know. So. Mm. That's he really, I, I, I've not seen the replay of it, but it, it, it did it did seem to really wrap his foot around it as well. Uh, mm. So he's obviously got some spin on it or some some curl on it or mm. whatever. And uh, yeah, good finish, good finish, good yeah. technique, good 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 player. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. almost like he's winds himself up like a spring and mm. then just hits it. Um, so if he can do that more or less every week, you know, keep going, Miller. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, what on the ref, Mick? Um, I think we should praise referees when they do well. And for me, I thought the referee had a decent game. I thought both were penalties. The red party game was technically, technically correct, although I probably would have liked him to put a bit of pity on them for any amount of the mm. situation they were in. Um, he booked them quite early for the time-wasting. Mm-hmm. I thought... They, it's not often we say this, but I can't really criticize, can't remember criticizing the referee other than the odd foul, which you're going to get because they see the game different to us. Yeah, but I think praise where praise you. I thought the referee had a, had a decent game. It's, uh, we've had a lot, lot worse oh, God, um, yeah. at a much higher level, you know. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, there were a couple of times when you just thought, well, I didn't even see anything there. But, it, but other than that, yeah, I thought, I thought it was pretty consistent. It's a and it, well, it wasn't pretty consistent. It was consistent. And and that's all you ask of referees. Just be consistent. We'll talk about the fifth goal more in a minute, but great advantage for the fifth goal as well. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Uh, so that's the second goal. Uh, the third goal is the penalty, uh, which I have to remind myself, which well, that was when Icky got pulled down in the area. Um, nailed on, Danny, really silly defending. No complaints. Yeah, no, he's definitely dragged him down and all I can say is, Fair play to the referee for seeing it, you know, because some referees would just <clears throat> be watching the flight of the ball and anyone who's congregated around the keeper. Uh, but no, he's seen it and he's given it. And yeah, fair play on that one. You don't really get referees at this level watching the whole box, like I say, you're just mm. focusing on one thing. It's normally something that gets reviewed by VAR and then given afterwards. Mm. Um, but yeah, Stonewall penalty. I mean, some people might argue Wiki went down a bit easy, but if you're two one up and you're wanting to cement a lead, you're gonna go down in that situation, really, aren't you? Yeah. Um and then the Barlazers penalty, it's a terrific strike. You know, the <laughs> foot the force is it. I thought it would have come through the goal and hit me. Um <laughs> but no, great penalty from Barlazer, um, nailed on. And yeah, I think it was three rights and which made a goal, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. Uh 
It won't only going one way, they won it. That's the only way Dan Barley's in order to take a penalty. It's yeah, straight yeah. down the middle. As hard as you can, straight down the middle. And if you've got technique to do it, then why would you change it? Um, I said that, Mick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the keeper knew on the second one, the keeper knew exactly what were happening. And But at the same time, he knew what were happening. If that's hit an inch lower... It goes in because keep, keeper couldn't react quick enough to get his hands up there. Unless he started with his hands up, he would yeah. never have been able to stop it anyway. So he's a bit unlucky, I suppose. He's got a target on you. It's a penalty. Yeah. You know, he got to hit the target and he's just he's just put too much power behind it. Um, I suspect from looking at the goalkeeper and the way the goalkeeper um, dealt with that penalty, for want of a better term, he knew exactly where it was going. He knew it was going straight at him. Um, and, and yeah, you're right. He probably wouldn't have stopped it anyway because of the power on it. But um, yeah, he's got a bit target, mate. So that uh, let's you know, let's work on the basis that we are up here um, and and that and, and be harsh with them that you know it's a poor penalty because it's not a target. Yeah, I'm being yeah. I'm being harsh, because you know, <laughs> but 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 let's let's drive them standards up. Let's also have standards of supporters as well. Now, let's, what am I talking about? M- mute me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I sort of get what you're saying. I think, um, yeah, it ended up being a red card, Danny. Second yellow. It's one of those that is one. Of, it's got he's got to do it. A referee by the letter of the law. It's 100% the right decision to send him off, unfortunately, for the defender. Because how else are you going to stop Shields and fouling him? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw a stat on Twitter before coming on. Can you tell I get all my news from Twitter? Just saying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, every single red card that has gone against the team playing against Rotherham have all been fouled on Geo. You know, you've got <laughs> you've got McGeady, you've got the fella for Stockport. And all right, all right, this one was a second yellow and, and he's been sent off for it. But it just goes to show that time wasting does not improve or help your own team out. Because if you get booked yeah. for time wasting, what was it, like 38th, 31st mm-hmm. minute? Come he's on. been booked for that. And then he's done that silly foul on Chio. If he had not been booked for time wasting, it's just a yellow and it'd have been 11 v 11 for the rest of the game. Hmm. But Karma's come round and bit him and we've got another penalty after it. Like I agree with Mick, it is a poor penalty because he's not hit the frame. He's not hit the the target, but the ferocity is it that ball? Yeah, I think yeah, it's still yeah, a dent yeah. in the crossbar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Tony might have to fork out for a new set of, set of goalposts because one's got a big dent in it, or at least a new paint job on it. Um, but this comes back to something I've always said: if you get two penalties in a game, which is rare in itself. You know, mm-hmm. do you stick or twist with your penalty taker? Like, all right, Barlaze has got an absolute f- furious right foot when it comes to taking penalties. But if you get a second one, the keeper knows what your technique is. Mm-hmm. You know, so do you yeah. then switch to, say, Smith or if Sadly is on the pitch, you know, just to check mm-hmm. it up and it's like a different option. Um, but obviously we stuck with Barlaze and I think, like you say, if it didn't just smack the middle of the crossbar, it's in. You know, if it just clips the crossbar, it goes in because Chapman's beaten. He's in right position, but he's beaten just from speed at ball. Um, But yeah, going back to Gio's foul, it was a foul. It was very delayed, wasn't it? 
I think there's must be some yeah. sort of conversation with Chio. Like, if you feel contact in the box, go down. Don't try and dig out a cross <laughs> or anything. You know, because that's what that's Chio's game. He just keeps going to try and make a chance for the rest of the mm. team. But sometimes the better chance is if you feel contact, get a penalty out of it. Granted, it's a lottery with some referees. Well, yeah. but there is but there is contact in the box, so a good winger goes down. You know, mm. felt the contact and carries on, but. I think it's something that Chio still needs to learn, which might be another reason why he's still with us and not in a Premier League side. He certainly is learning it. it. Yeah, because definitely. In the, there was a time in the second half where the, where there was a foul out wide, where he threw his legs into the opposition mm. player and, and got mm. down with a foul. So he's he's clearly learning how to win a foul. Um, yeah, which Mick, I'm sure Mick won't like that, but it's it is part and parcel of football, unfortunately. Mm. I'm I'm not a fan at all. I think to be fair, I think it was a penalty. I think he did. I think yeah. he did pull him back. So I've no, I've no, no qualms about that. Um, but I've got lots of lots of qualms about feeling contact and throwing yourself on the floor. I think it's cheating, personally. But you, know, that's, you can, that's you can definitely tell some players are more theatric than others. Yeah, you know, some try and focus on oh, referees really hurt me side of it. But with Chio, because he's so fast, it don't have to be a lot of contact. No, no, no still, absolutely, and it, and it still put him off his balance, if you like. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people disagree with this, but if you're off balance and you take a cross, it won't be a good cross. But if you're off balance and you and you felt contact in the box, might be a better chance for the penalty. You know. Yeah. But then again, you're leaving it to the referee's decision, and it's a complex sport. We're not experts here. We're just ranting on about football for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so there you go, the penalty. Uh, that was a miss, but then, what, 10 minutes later, whatever it was, probably longer than that, JJ came on and once again showed his selflessness, Mick, mm, by yeah. just carrying the ball on, uh, not 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 having the shot, not just, just carrying it on, and Barley's with a much more controlled shot. Um, it could have had about five goals, Barley's, to be honest with you. I thought yeah. he had a really, really good game attack from attacking-wise. He is almost a different player to two years ago. In, let's talk about League One. He's so much more attacking than we let him be mm. in a couple of years ago. He's got much more to his game now. He's, well, not only is he so much more attacking, this this is going to sound ridiculous. He's so much more defensive as well. You know, mm. it's just it's just more physical. Everything about him has, has has stepped up a level. You know, he's maintained that ability to just pick out a pass from from nowhere, from you know seventy yards up to seventy yards away. Uh, but his defensive duty, he puts his working defensively. Um, and, and and as you quite rightly point out there, attacking wise is is as good as is as good as any of the midfielders in there. So it's it's, it's almost a complete package. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's far 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 too good to be playing in League One. There's no question about that. No question in my view. Um, mm. So so yeah, but no, it, it, it was good and he deserved his second goal. And and and, and I think he'll be one of the. Few players that walked off that pitch disappointed that he didn't get his is he didn't walk off with match ball in his hand. Well, yeah, a player like that you don't expect to get many opportunities. No, absolutely, to get trick. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's go through some comments. So what we've got, we've got we've got loads. We thank you all for uh, getting involved. Um, Nardini, um, do you think we'll go the rest of the season without losing a game? <laughs> <laughs> I love your positivity. Uh, we are definitely going to lose at some point. <laughs> I, I, I like that. Um, we were talking about Freddie earlier. Liam McGarry says Freddie's work rate this season has been much, much better and it's showing his performances. He's got rewarded 
almost in a way that goal is a reward for chasing it down. Yeah, if yeah. Freddie's not chasing it down, it's not there. Um, so yeah, I agree, Liam. Ian Bradley, Chapman's obviously lost his confidence, the, the Gillingham keeper. Um, not being played regularly because apparently it was superb in Accrington's League Two promotion season. He's been around a bit, hasn't he? Chapman. Mm. Um mm. Nandy again, according to the guy on Quest, uh, we are gonna win the league by 10 points. Uh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I take it. Uh, no, um, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's too many other good teams in this league. There's not many, but there are some Wigan. Don't know how to not win at the minute. And just fight until the last second. Sunderland look okay. They're up there with us. Wickham won again uh, on the uh, on Tuesday night. Um, it's it's a tough league, Danny. There's some good 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 teams up there. The top four might get cut adrift, but I think between those four, it could be really tight. Yeah, I mean, we said at the start of the season, League One looks really tough this year, and it is. Uh, I think a few teams that people thought would be up there have not really performed where they want to be, like Ipswich and mm. even Chef Wednesday to a point. You know, even though they're 11 games unbeaten, they've not won the majority a lot of draws, them. isn't there? Yeah. I mean, it's still picking up points, but mm. a lot of draws, like they just drawn Portsmouth, not to brag, we battered them 4-1. Um, mm. so, same with Sunderland, they're now back in the mix, but we've battered them 5-1. The only team team, sorry, that we haven't really batted are Wigan and Wickham, both of which mm. one was a draw, one should have been a draw. Yeah. If Wigan's bloody 95th minute strike didn't go in. <laughs> um, but yeah, the guy I, I sort of heard the comment from the guy on Quest, it's like, really? This early in the season, you're making that sort of prediction? Um, and he's going to get rinsed if we don't win by 10 points, isn't he? You yeah. know, well, even if it's even if it's nine, he'd still get rinsed for it, <laughs> wouldn't he? <laughs> As a pundit, it's easy to make those sort of outlandish claims at this point of the season, isn't it? You know, mm. um, and and when you look at our stats, the, the stats back that sort of comment up from somebody who, who was probably not that unfair with what happens in League One and how how good all the other teams are in there. So. Mm. Whatever, I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it every day of the week. I'll yeah. listen. I'll take winning league by a point, by a goal on goal difference. That's what I'll take it. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, it matters not, does it? Whether it's twenty points or one point. Um, so, it, it, but it's too early to be talking about stuff like that. It, you know, seriously talking about stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, this is the uh, the dreaming part of the season, but in reality, it's like anything could happen. Yeah, I mean, we could go on. Uh, a five-game losing run. I can't really see it happening. Listen, <laughs> mate, we, we only hit 50 points yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're, nearly, we're nearly there, but not yet. Let's get <laughs> safe first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we take all the expected goals boxes, though, with that, though, that stat that went yeah. around uh, a few a few weeks with the, with the graph of, you know, expected mm. goals expected against. And we are, the, by far and away, the best attacking team and by far and away, the best defensive team. Comfortably. It's not, it's not even close. Um, over the strength, length of a the season, they do even out, and it's you know, that's why we we are where we are. Again, do we we didn't like conceding other than one time on Tuesday. Um, yeah, why not? It's that's, exciting. That's football, though, isn't it? Yeah, can we best best team in the league and still lose, uh, lose to bottom place team if you're not on your A game. Yeah, exactly, and that's why we, that's why we're not comment with Chong in cheek, but we're definitely going to lose at some point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And that's the next challenge. What happens when we lose? Are we going to fold for two or three games, like, we, like you mentioned, or are we going to come come again? I hope I, I suspect it's the latter, but we'll see. 
Um, yeah, it's a really exciting time to be a Rotherham fan. It's one of the most exciting times we've ever had. Um, yeah. Uh, fifth goal. We haven't talked about fifth goal yet. Who's got fifth goal? Chio. Goal again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a good job he did that, Danny, because he could not cross the ball to save his life. Yeah, I think his goal was secretly across, but he's not that on yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, the, the one thing that's annoying me about that goal is I didn't get it on camera and I was in the perfect <laughs> position to get it. So <clears throat> thank you to IUFC Tarney for giving me the footage for that goal. Um, but it's, it's a terrific strike again, isn't it? I mean, the goal he scored against Wimbledon a couple seasons ago was a good strike, but it was a lot closer in and you could mm. say it was a more scorable. But with this one, it's one of them goals that are like on a satisfying compilation of goals. You know, he's, he's weaved through a couple of players. Yeah, he's struck it <laughs> from outside the area. It's just kissed the bar on its way in. It's one of them satisfying goals mm-hmm. that should be in a compilation somewhere. You know, like, you, know what, you see them beautiful goals compilations on YouTube and stuff that are like, I don't know, like half an hour long. Get Chio's goal in there, you know, because it should yeah. be. And I think it tops the two goals he scored for Ireland mm. because, granted, they were good goals, like his header and his, and his strike, but the, this one just takes biscuit, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the top of his highlight reel now. That could end up being the best goal of his career. That's how, that's how good a strike it was. Mm. Um, and Femic has been teasing that for a while. He's been he's been trying to come into onto his left foot all season and there's been a couple that have been close and... Finally, has nailed one. If you're gonna nail what, I suppose at four-one pressures off in it, that helps. I suppose, but take nothing away from the guy. We love him. <laughs> yeah. I tell yeah. my daughter about the goals that we scored. I actually asking who scored. It's a Chio scored. Chio's the boss of football. Chio <laughs> <laughs> you know, is the boss of football. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, no, I mean, there's not a lot to add to it, is there? Really, you know, he's. he's we love him. We absolutely love him, and it's it's not just not just that he can pull that out of the hat because that is an absolute screamer, and it is a screamer. It's a good build up, good work from Shane Ferguson, great work like you said from JJ as well. Uh, I'm talking yeah, about wrong one now. I'm talking about Barlaser's goal, aren't I? <laughs> um, I'm old. I'm stupid. I'm not very intelligent. I, it's, you know, what I mean, but anyway, either way, it was a great goal, great strike, and and like you said, that little. Underside at bar thing just sort of adds that little bit of um, a little bit of a cherry on top of it, doesn't it? You know what I mean? It just makes it look even more spectacular. But yeah, I love him to bits, man. And, and he's just he's just so happy. You know what I mean? He, he's quite cl- so clearly enjoying his football and enjoying his time at our club, which you can't ask for anymore, really. No, and to be fair, and I know, a I know great ball from good. JJ. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, to, to be fair to me, I know he's not. He's not. He's missed a lot of crosses, not put him in the box. But nobody else is getting those positions. And we said Miller's had a good game, and he did have a good game. He didn't get in half the half the positions that Chio did to get the ball actually in the box. Yeah. So you've got to give hats off to Chio for putting himself into those positions anyway. Uh, the crossing's going to come. It's it's going to come at some point. It's got to mm-hmm. end it. Because of the way Chio plays, it gets in those positions so many times. That mm. the fact at the moment that he's crossing or his final ball is not as good as it could be, it, that kind of mitigates it a little bit. You know what I mean? Because because he's, he gets there so many times that sooner or later one's gonna one's gonna one's gonna work out. Um, Miller doesn't quite get in so many pos- as, as, as uh, good a position so often, 
but when he puts the ball in, it's in. You know what I mean? I think yeah. as well with Gio, because <clears throat> he's so quick on his right-hand side that whenever he tries to run at a left-back once, they might... I mean, like this say on Twitter, a lot of left-backs will be terrified of Gio. Yeah. You know, just from how quick he is and how tricky he is. So either he's going to win a free kick, he's going to win a penalty, he's going to get one room booked, which puts doubt in the mind about making tackles, yeah. he's going to draw another man out to try and deal with him, which creates space in the middle. Mm. You know, so even though Gio's crossing isn't the best. I mean, look, we're not going to beat around the bush. It's not the best. If it was amazing at crossing, it wouldn't be here, would it? Yeah. But it's the fact that he's got those other four elements to his game, even when he's um, just on the right-hand side, just with the ball, you know, he doesn't have to cross the ball or anything. He's still got four attributes that create space elsewhere or create chances through different means. That's why he's one of our most valuable players, you know, because because if he could it, it, if he could hit the ball like Balazer could, but as a winger, you know, Michael Smith would score every game or Freddie would score every game. But because he's got that different element, that's why we aren't just a one route team. You know, out wide ball in goal, we have a different elements to a game, and I think it is more or less level pegging between into the mixer goals and into the middle sort of goals. Yeah. Um. Some of which have been created by Chio, so that, I think that's why mm-hmm. he's such a prized asset. And I also think the street in Dublin, where his family live, will all be Rotherham fans by the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm because uh, I'm sure his his mum is of at moon now that he's yeah. scored this season. So there must be some sort of street party in Dublin for Chio. <laughs> um, yeah, but there's yeah. more Irish people going. I can't believe you're the only place for Rotherham. Well, yeah, yeah. it's like excuse me. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, that's the fifth goal. Ian Bradley Minja asks, sadly not in the squad on Tuesday. Uh, there was no injuries. Paul wants not mentioning any injuries. So sadly, again, not getting in the squad by choice, Mick. It's concerned it's not for us because we're fine. We're, we're getting on without him. But from a, from a mutual point of view, it's not a good thing that he, that he can't get in the squad. Look, let's let's... Let's not beat around Bush. I don't think he fits. I think that's the bottom line. I don't think what he brings to the team, I don't think he brings enough to the team in the formation that we play. That's not a criticism of Kieran Sadlier in any way, shape or form. He is not a bad player. I'm not suggesting for one second that he is. I just don't think he fits. I think there are far better players ahead of him that fit the system that we play. Um, and, and I just think, I, I suspect he may well... He may well leave us in January. I, I, I just don't think he's in Warnie's plans. And, and to be honest with you, we've talked about this, Matt, uh, outside the podcast. You know, where would you put him to improve the team? Um, and wherever you put him, he doesn't improve it. Hmm. Uh, and it's just, it, it is what it is, isn't it? You know, it, it's sad, but that's that's just that's just how it is. So he's an asset. I don't know whether his contract runs out in summer or not. Does, Either yeah. way. I suspect that January January might see him leaving, uh, which is which is not great, you know. But it, it is what it is, isn't it? Like I said, so yeah, well, I think it's a chance to refresh. We, we we don't necessarily need to, Danny. But if you're going to get rid of somebody, it means you can bring somebody else in just to give a bit of impetus, a bit of freshness, because it has going to be unfortunately for Sadly, it's going to be stale with 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 
the options that we've got, like Mick said, they don't they don't really fit for obviously for him. Yeah, and like I say, it's very unfortunate for him because <clears throat> on his day he's a very good player. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I think he sort of suits a more of a um, four, even a five in midfield. You know, as a yeah. as a cam, uh, and like Warren has admitted, he, his preference isn't on the right side. Uh, it's more of a of a cam, like I say. So I think that's why he gets to play in that position more in cup games. You know, so he gets mm. to utilize that ability. Um, but yeah, like you say, I think out of the whole squad, um, I mean, we've said that it takes silly money for Smith to go, silly money for Chio to go. But we're not talking like just one and a half million quid. I mean, like promotion, reward Six, sort seven of money. million money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but out of everybody, like you say, the one person I could see leaving is unfortunately, sadly, um, mm. probably not like just out, out the door sort of thing. Like maybe out on loan to free up a wage potentially. And then yeah. bring in more of a, a winger, an out and out winger backup for Chio just in case. Yeah, because um, our backup for Chio at the minute is Wes Harding, which is fine yeah. and good because Harding can do that, but there's no attacking option really, is there? Yeah. Um, I mean, if it were me personally, right, I'd loan him back out to Doncaster because obviously Doncaster are struggling. Mm. Um, so if you send him back a player who has already done well for him, you know, that could benefit another local side because even though there are closest rivals this season if you like um it would be nice to help him out just a little bit you know because it's never nice to see a club do that poorly you know i don't know you know <laughs> I, I, I mean maybe it's me being soft and not having as much of a, a fierce rivalry you know mm. but you know it, it maybe just loan him out so he stays local so he don't have to move but still gets mm. to play regular football what I will say, Danny, is if that was Sheffield Wednesday in that position, how how much funnier would that be? Yeah, okay, I, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the last Sheffield Wednesday are quite arrogant with their position. Correct. You know, but Correct. with Doncaster, yeah. they are sort of more inclined to our position. And I think that's mm. why um, it's slightly less um, funny. We'll say, we'll say funny. It's slightly yeah. less funny to see Doncaster in that position because they are a team like us and they've worked hard to mm. get there. But if it was Chef Wednesday in that position, it'd be comical. <laughs> it, it's, it's like that with Johnny because they're not massive, are they? You know, yeah, that's why. True, true, true. Um, I think we've just about covered the game. Is there anything else you want to cover from the game? We've got loads of other points that we're going to try and cover in the next 20 minutes or so. Anything else from the game, Mick, Danny? Yeah. No. Um, so that's a bit for fight. Victor. Sorry, I felt a bit for Victor in that second half. Must have been freezing. Getting cold. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it must have been absolutely freezing, lad. Do you know what I noticed today watching your video? When it, when when we score, it runs at you and celebrates yeah, towards you. It doesn't go to the side at goal. It goes <laughs> where you are. It knows where the camera is. Honest, honestly, as soon as I get one of them woolly Viking hats, me and Victor are going to be like hugging whenever we score. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. No, but no, he knows how to make him. I reckon he watches the videos, mate. I reckon he secretly <laughs> watches them. <laughs> well, we do get we have got listeners in um, off of the podcast in Sweden, which could be his dad. Mm. So you know, if it's his dad listening, hello, welcome. Yeah, hello. Are we enjoying uh, the podcast? And you, you son playing because we are. We um, are. We love him. <laughs> <laughs> we love him. Uh, so. There's been two cup draws since we last recorded. So let's quickly get them out of the way. Uh, oh, have we talked about crew? We talked about crew, haven't we? 
Uh, yes. Yes. So we don't have to talk about the pizza trophy, which is uh, pleasing for everybody. Um, although the, the FA Cup draw may well be worse, Mick. <laughs> uh, I've looked at the draw, and the only two teams I can think that would have been worse is Bournemouth and Brighton. Although Brighton's a Premier League ground, it's a good ground that we've not played at for a while. So maybe only Bournemouth was maybe the worst than QPR. Have you got any, any, anything above that, Mick? Oh, there's loads that'd be worse than that, wouldn't they? Portsmouth, Plymouth, Exeter, all that. But, but I mean, bearing in mind what was left in the pot mm. when we when we got down to that stage, you know, I think Arsenal was still in it. I think West Ham was still in it. You know, and, and when um, we end up pulling out QPR, but <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter, does it? it, it, it it's 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 gonna. I mean, it has been said by a few people already that you know it, it could give us an indication as to where we are championship wise. Um, I know QPR are up there about fifth or sixth, I think. Um, although I watched them on Sunday against Forest and they were absolutely dire. Played Stoke. So it's a winnable game, you know. It's definitely a winnable game. I missed that, Matt, because I was yabbing. What did you say? They played Stoke, not Forest. Uh, well, Stoke and Forest. You know what I mean? I think they play. <laughs> well, yeah, I know what you mean. They, they are. Well, they I mean, are like they... I'm surprised to see fifth. I, I, I didn't think they were that high up, to be honest with you. They've had a very yeah. good start to see. Mm. <coughs> we might be playing them at the right time. Well, um, let's look. That, 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 the level of football, the quality of football in the Championship is, as we know, not very good. You know, yeah. people bang on about it being second best league in Europe and all that nonsense. I'm sorry, but that is absolute nonsense. Utter nonsense. From predictability, it probably is. Yeah, maybe it is. And maybe it's entertaining. But but in terms of quality, it's not even close. No. Um, yeah, no, it's not. Um, it, the <clears throat> guy on Quest Danny also said that he thinks we're, we're playing a mid-table championship level. Yeah. Let's find out. Let's see, let's yeah. see where we are. <laughs> well, we did yeah. last season for a lot of it. Mm. Didn't help us, though, did it? Yeah, COVID really, really <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but it's nice to see that the QPR fans are as disappointed as we are. Because uh, they were like, yeah. that's, a that's a boring draw. So it's like, that's a nothing game. Um, yeah, and I, I, I think it's it's one of them games where if we're on our, our game, mm. we'll win it, I think. Mm. Um, but if we come in with the mentality of really won their, their up top end of championship, we'll lose it. But if we go, you know, it's a cup game, league form goes out a window, let's just have it. We could beat them 1 or 2 yeah. nil potentially. We'll be able to wheel out, our, wheel out the phrase that we were criticised for at some stage last season. I can't remember when it worked. The, the, the free hit phrase. Yeah. <laughs> it's a free hit. I'm going to start that now. I'm going to use it now. Right up until that yeah. game, it's a free hit, this one. Um, who was the uh, the person who commented saying, "When do you think we'll uh, we'll next lose a game in our unbeaten run?" Uh, Nandi. Nandi. Yeah, Nandi. yeah. There you go. Rest of the season without losing a, another game, maybe QPR. <laughs> maybe that, maybe that might be the one blip potentially. Yeah. yeah. Well, what we'll do is we'll get. A, I've, I've, I've worked this out now. We're going to get a replay. It'll be nil nil, so it's going to be terrible for everybody who spent a fortune to get to London. We're then going to draw. <laughs> Man you at home in the in the draw and then we'll lose really like a one nil loss at home in the replay so we don't actually get a good tie. <laughs> so that's how it's gonna play. I, I refer you back to Milmore against Northampton. Yeah. I think that was FA Cup, weren't yeah, yeah. it? It's uh, yeah, two thousand and three. 
we we got a one-one draw down at Northampton, weren't they? Uh, and then we drew Manchester United at home. Christi, a young Cristiano Ronaldo, Man, Manchester yeah. United, and all we had to do was beat Northampton, who were two leagues below us. Went one nil up, lost three one, I think. That's all right. Yeah, <sighs> yeah that was a bad night. Yeah. That. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's just, that's not really what I'm expecting. Something similar along that lines. Um, uh, they talk about we're briefly talking about the FA Cup games replay. Ian Bradley mentioned this is a non-Rotherham topic. Phil, later, do you think the TV people have misjudged the fans' views when choosing the TV games for the FA Cup? Yes. Um, yes, is a short answer. Mick, have you seen the FA Cup games? I mean, that's a ridiculous suggestion from Ian. Why on earth? What on earth makes you think that the TV companies would disagree? Uh, wishes of supporters and, and views of supporters is just, I mean, it's ridiculous here. What are you on about? Mm. <laughs> At what point have they ever, ever taken into consideration anything other than money? Whether it's the BBC, ITV, yeah. or Sky, they take no notice. All they're interested in is, is money. And if that means they don't have to travel out of London, happy days, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's I, just I, I have no idea who's on there. It got Kidderminster against Reading at Kidderminster. That's not on telly. That should be on telly. Um, yeah. But instead, we get to watch West Ham against Leeds, who will be West Ham's B team against Leeds United's B team. Yeah. All the Leeds yeah. B team. Um, Monday night, you've got Manchester United at home to Aston Villa. I call that again, being on telly. You do, yeah. It's <laughs> Hull, Hull against Everton, even though it's Championship against Premier League, it's still a rubbish tie. It's not an exciting tie. I get, I get Swindon at home to Man City is the one that I think is the right one. That should be on telly. I, I get that. But the yeah, rest yeah. of us, and, and we're not sitting here saying, no, we should be on telly. We should definitely not be on telly. But <laughs> we have a vested interest in this competition. It, it's it's a bit of a joke, but it's so predictable. Yeah. Uh, annoying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just, yeah. Man United, Villa on telly from FA Cup. It's That's embarrassing. Unless it's a final or a semi-final. Well, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's third round at FA Cup. You know, you've got you've still got some League Two teams. Are there any? I don't think are there some non-League sides still in there. There are, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chesterfield. Chesterfield. Yeah, there. of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just it's it, 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 oh, whatever, whatever. I think as a rule of thumb, what the <clears throat> I mean, this is wishful thinking, but a rule of thumb yeah. that the broadcaster should follow. If there's any teams from the National League still in the competition at the third round, they get on. They get first dub on yeah. telly. End mm. of discussion. Then you've got your picket litter. If you still want to have your Premier League tie with the Premier League champions or whoever, then you know, mm. fair enough. We're an all Premier League tie, fair enough. But there should be Friday, Sunday, Monday. Them three, them three TV slots should have one non-league side in if they get the opportunity. Yeah, I agree. But then there might be Kidderminster fans. I know the Kidderminster board won't be happy about it. There might be Kidderminster fans thinking it's at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. That's great news. Yeah, that's time. true. Um, but then they don't. They lose out on that cash, which would sustain their club for however many more years. Look at Morecambe getting Spurs away. They might mm. rake in one or two million quid from that. How long is that going to sustain that club for that amount of time? Oh, it's brilliant news for Morecambe. It's great yeah. news for Morecambe. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm genuinely really pleased for him. You know, we, we, I looked somewhere, I read somewhere uh, a couple of years ago that Spurs match day income was in the region of four million quid. 
Um, that that was before the new stadium. That was before the new stadium. That was at the old White Hart Lane. So they will get 45% of the gate receipts will mark them. So that, like you say, it's going to be a couple of million quid. It's going to sustain them for three, four, five seasons, maybe, you know, over and above what their normal income is. It's it's fantastic for them. Um, so, but, you know, it's not on telly. No. But again, to give them a bit more out of it, you know? Yeah, true. Um, Philip Rollins have got, as we're talking about the Northampton game, apparently John Brickin says that Ken Booth was the chairman at the time came into the changing room after the Northampton game and told the players, thanks for losing me a million quid and walked out. Um, <laughs> that sounds about... I, I've never met Ken Booth, but that sounds about right. Yeah. Mm, I can believe <laughs> Absolutely. Um, briefly, mate, I can touch on it. The COVID restrictions that have been brought in, there's nobody announcement from our club. So the what I've seen on BBC is that for football grounds over 10,000, there will be a version of COVID passports, whether that's lateral flow, negative test, or double vaccination. It's not more, it's not it's obviously not mandate, uh, mandatory vaccinations yet. Um, but this is where we are. We don't, we will probably not get 10,000 except for the Bolton game. So it's interesting to see how I don't know if it goes on capacity or whether your games, there's still a lot of information to come out from it. A club haven't put out a statement as far as I've seen. Um, so I suspect they're still trying to gather information. All I'll say is, and this is really obvious, this is not the club's decision. So anybody that yeah. gets there to the game and, and finds it frustrating and finds, you know, finds the invasion of privacy or whatever, just bear in mind this has not come from the don't say, please don't take anything out on the club because they've not chose to do this. Um, you know, email, send your letters to 10 Downing Street, just they're the if ones. they can take a break from having a rave to read them, that is. Yeah, I imagine <laughs> back to back with parties this time of year, to be fair, down there. So, I mean, ultimately, I don't, I can't see it's workable in any environment that everybody would be checked. So, I would have thought it, it's going to be a question of sort of dip sampling people, if you like. You know, it'll be the odd one or two people that, that get to get, get asked. I would have thought. Um, mm. so. I don't think there's a big... Let's not make a big deal out of it, shall we? Let's just get on with it. I, I, right. I mean, it's not hard. It's one extra step on a match day. It's not exactly yeah. hard, is it? No. Well, come on. Let's it, just, it, it shouldn't be too much of an inconvenience. Um, what I will say is it's taken uh, 11 games to finally get a smooth entrance into the stadium. That's probably what's happened. That's probably what's happened. Yeah. Somebody, somebody's probably wrote to Boris and said, "Now nah, then, we're able to. We can get into New York Stadium straight away." Now, and he's thought, "Stop that! <laughs> no, you can't." <laughs> uh, so I think that's all the other, other business. Let's talk about Burton. Um, Burton Albion coming to town on Saturday afternoon. Historically, a tough team to play Burton. They are always being a solid team. Uh, never lost to them in League One. Only played them twice, but we've never lost to them. We've won both games, uh, so that's a bit of history in our, in our favour. Um, they lost on Tuesday night, Mick to Wickham 2-1 in the end. But, like I said, they were so, they're inconsistent. But Jimmy Floyd-Assabank and his guys are not going to make it easy for us. No, no, they're not. Of course they're not. Um, it's always a tough game against Burton. Um, and, and my memories of going to Burton have always been that when we've got there, it's been tough. It's been hard going. Um, and we've not always won, obviously. Um that, that, that uh, game that Warney took over in is it would be a prime example. Um, yeah, they, they'll, they're they're going to be tough to break down, but we're good enough. We are good enough. There's no question about that. There's nobody in this league that we need to be frightened of. Nobody, 
Um, but we've got we've got to be on our on top of our game because if we're not, we will get punished, won't we? You know that. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, what are your thoughts, Danny? Um, from it, uh, the solid. That's all we can say. Yeah. We, we sound like a steroid. No, people, people get annoyed with stereotyping Rotherham. That's what we're doing to Burton at the minute. But <laughs> it's just they've always seemed to be like, they've got a lot of the Accrington's about them. They seem fairly well run. They're a small club, probably punching them over their weight. So they've got to work for everything. They've got to work for every pound, but they've got to work for every point they get on pitch as well. And that's seem fairly successful. Yeah. And like you said, they are a little bit inconsistent. I mean, they lost four in a row, one, two in a row, and now they've just lost to. To Wickham, um, but yeah, like, like Mick says, I've only really seen Rotherham play Burton twice, and it was the last season in League One. The one nil win, were an hard fought one, mm. and then the other game were a three two, which were another hard fought one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so they're no, they're not really, really a pushover side, are they? And I think this game is probably more of a banana skin than Gillingham. And I mean, we, we all thought Gillingham were going to be a banana skin, and we batted them five one. And I think the game sort of fell into our favour a little bit, but with Burton, it won't be a, it won't be a five one against Burton. It'll be a single goal, I think. This maybe a one nil, maybe a two one. I'm not sure. Um, but How many Burton, times have we said that this season? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Four, I, mean, I mean, we said that against Sunderland and Portsmouth, and look what yeah. happened. But no, I think Burton will be one of them sides where they will really be up for beating us. You know, they they yeah. probably will be up for beating us more than anybody else. Mainly because it is the magic twenty yeah. against Burton, we could make it twenty games unbeaten, which is matching Exeter's records. And then mm. you've seen them drop off as well. Yeah. Every team that's been on an unbeaten run and had it ended by somebody has dropped off. Mm. You know, so. <clears throat> but I think losing to Burton wouldn't be the worst thing in the world because, like, like we said, we know what Burton's like. They are a hard fighting team, but. Maybe Paul Warren wants to keep his streak going of he's lost to Burton as manager in the championship and then he's not lost in League One to him. Hmm. So maybe he wants to keep that going. And bear in mind, he's just it five years. Um, it's just over five years since the Burton game, I think. Five years um, since it just gone, was it? Or week, week before? Yeah, yeah so that's just gone. So maybe that adds a bit of fire to it. And if everybody's firing on all cylinders, we should win. But, but like we like we've said, Burton will want to beat us. Mm. They will set up to try and beat us. But we need to just keep our heads, stay calm about it, and we'll come through it. <clears throat> and if well, we hit I mean, twenty, then happy days, you know. <laughs> if if we're on our A game, if we turn up, they will not beat us. We will win. No yeah. question about that. Yeah, um, if we play and, like and, the second half, we'll beat them. And I'd say that of any team in this division, if we're on our A game, there is nobody that's going to beat us in this division. Nobody. So that's my view. Mm. Mm, I'll, yeah. I'll stick my neck out there. But we're not always on our A game, are we? That's why we're in League yeah. One, you know? So. Mm. No, that's very true. Um, Adak mentions, just think, or oh, 18th of August 2012, <laughs> yeah, the day we moved to New York, a 3-0 victory against Burton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian Bradley remembers Burton beating us at New York in the Championship the other year, around Christmas. Mm-hmm. That was the nail in the coffin of that season. I know we went down badly anyway. That was If we'd have won that game, we'd have been with three points of safety. We lost and ended up being miles behind. That was a killer game at the time. Again, in the infancy of Paul Warren's... Uh, 
Paul Warren's management. Uh, not Andy. Uh, no way will it be 5 1 the burn. It'll be 7 0. <laughs> <laughs> right, now that is ambitious. <clears throat> but potentially brilliant. Yes. Uh, Lee McGarry again, listening to Bark in the pre game interview. Sounds like we're preparing well for Burton. Yeah, we will. We certainly will. Uh, Chris Nichols thinks net QPR is the next defeat. Uh, I'd take that, to be honest with you. Yeah, I would. Um, hmm. uh, Baza, isn't it better for us if teams come and have a go at us with pace in our team? It's always better. This is what we always mm-hmm. struggled against. This is why we struggled after the first goal. That's why we struggled against Gillingham because they had just sat in, soaking it all up. Um, the time wasting we've, we've the couple of teams we've played that time wasted we struggled against Bromley first half and the Wickham. Wickham obviously um, it really doesn't suit us to play teams that sit back but we've got to get over it so if Burton come and sit mm. in against us we've got, we've got to, it's a puzzle isn't it they've got to find a way around it mm. um, but we don't know we will soon find out about that one uh, just to mention a couple of, just a couple of stats one stat and then we'll talk about the ref next appearance for Richard Wood will be his 200th appearance for Rotherham United Oh, I hope he starts. Uh, so hopefully he gets a bit inside It sounds like it's all clear. He's, he's trained today on Thursday, so everything should be good to go for Woody to, to, to be ready. If he can get his place back. Um, <laughs> that's question. Uh, and the referee, Sam Allison, is the man in the middle, as I tweeted out earlier. His last, last appearance in a Rotherham game uh, was the 1-1 draw at, at home to Crew this season, where he sent off Wes Hard and gave a late penalty. Both of the right decisions. And we 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 all put someone on Twitter. I think saying he had a good game. He was one of the better referees this season. So yeah, that goes well mm. as long as we end up making the stupid decisions again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that would yeah. be the one reason to bring Woody back, just just so Wes Harding don't do anything silly. You know, <laughs> just, just bring him out, shift an equi over, put Woody in middle, <clears throat> give him so his two hundred appearance, and off we go. <laughs> to be fair to Wes, he's not he's not a man that usually does out after the occasion has a bit of a brain fart. But not not um, not usually to give away a penalty or anything. I think that's probably no. the first and only one he's given away while he's been with us, isn't it? I think. I, think I don't know. Be. He's got no um, luck either, as well. On Tuesday night, the only thing, the only good save yeah. that Chapman made all night was that shot yeah, from yeah. Wes Harden. Yeah. He was still waiting to score his first ever goal. So just no luck like it at times. He's, um, so, he's an absolute unsung hero for me, Wes Harden. We don't talk about him that much, do we? We don't talk about how defences. Yeah. I think it's just because he's so consistent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but and I'm, don't I'm, forget. I'm make a, sorry, mate, carry on. I was just going to say, don't forget, he's still playing out of position. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very true. true. But yeah, I'm going to make a prediction, a bit of a, an out there prediction. You know, when we play Chef Wednesday at Hillsborough, we always seem to have more luck away than we do at home against him, don't we? Mm. Yep. We'll beat Wednesday 2 0, and the players on the score sheet will be hardened <laughs> and KO'd. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> in, in, in 89th and 93rd minute. Well, no, I reckon Arden will score early in, in in second half. They'll try and blitz us. They won't score, and then Coyote will have his one unselfish moment, score in front of our eight away fans, and then just go nuts. I hope so. Well, I hope he's got seven by then. But that'd be beautiful if, if it happens to be his first goal. We take that certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think we'll. Uh, anything else we've covered? Plenty, so we've not really covered the uh, game of thrones, but there isn't much to cover from it at the moment. Anything else you want to cover from that game or any other rather related topics? Um, have yeah. you seen the article that the Mirror put out about how Rotherham can break our yo yo cycle? No, we're getting national yeah. recognition now. 
And how, like, this article that came out from the Mirror, it's like, how can Rotherham break it? And he basically just talks about Paul Warren's tenure and, <clears throat> and how we seem more up for it this season and potentially breaking it next season. But I, it tickled me because you could tell the writer has played Far Cry 3 because his opening line is insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting things to change. And it's like, hang on, that's a quote from Far Cry. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the opening line of the article and it proper tickled me. So if you haven't read it, go and read it on the IUFC hashtag on Twitter. It is a very mm. good article, I will say, but the thing that tickled me was opening line. It's like <laughs> the, the writer was a gamer before he was a journalist. <laughs> you know, but yeah, that, that's my uh, that's my little contribution. Yeah, I don't like getting all this attention. Now Plymouth have dropped off. There's nobody else to talk about in League One, really, except <laughs> us. I'm, op- I'm hoping Wigan win their game and go top, and then we'll just float under them for a bit, and then we'll yeah. take them at end. As long as we don't win League, it doesn't matter, does it? Uh, it's interesting, that game. You know, you look at that game last night, I hadn't watched the game, obviously, but you look at how the, how the, how the, the game progressed, and, uh, and, and, uh, and as sad as I am, I, I did look at some of the stats of the game, um, for, for different reasons, not because I'm a saddo, but um, and Wigan have got that in them to 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 be at home to a team struggling down the bottom of the league, concede and really not be on top, you know. Uh, and we haven't, we haven't got that in us, um, and and I think that's the difference between us and all the other clubs in this division, you know. There's nobody I don't think that I can think of, and I'll stand corrected. I don't think anybody's come close to dominating us this season at all. Fleetwood um, for that spell, but I, I, I blame us for that. Really, yeah, well, yeah. We're, let's, well, with the exception of that game, probably. And yeah. um, you know, whereas Wigan seem to be permanently grinding out their results. Don't get me wrong; they're getting them. You know, mm. so that's a good thing. But it seems to be a permanent grind for them. Whereas for us, it's not. It's we're, we're cruised so far. We've cruised to the position that we're in. I'm not mm. suggesting for one minute that that's going to happen for the rest of the season, but but let's be fair, we have. We have. Yeah, and, and it, that's going to take less out. If you're having to come back and grind every single game, that's oh, yeah. mentally and physically tiring. And yeah, I yeah. don't know how big Wigan's squad is. You know, I know they've signed a lot of players, but is it that deep a squad really? And we know we've got a very deep squad. And we know we've made lots of change. We're 20 games unbeaten, but none of those games will have probably had the same 11, same starting 11 every single game, if you know what I mean. I wish we had. My fan would score would be a lot better if we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's only only people that know Paul won't get 11 out of 11, I think. That's the yeah. guys that are getting it on that fan Um One last thing before we sign off. I've just had a mm. quick look, and Rotherham are the third highest scoring team in league football in England. Well, we've got the Fulham a bit. Fulham has got Fulham are top with 50. Uh, and then it's Liverpool with 44. This is goals for. Um, and then we're third with 39. There you go. But, but then again, we're one of the top ones for conceding at least, aren't we? Yeah. So yeah, I, think, I think we've got like a 25 goal difference or something stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, looking at Premier League, if you check out the top three, because then because they're nine, twelve, and nine. But then we're not far behind that. Oh, what we what we considered fourteen or fifteen, something like that. Fourteen, I think. Yeah, fourteen. So we're yeah. only a couple behind them. Um, it shows how good we are. We are yeah. good. Yeah. Enjoy it while it lasts, because we could. Yeah, absolutely. Well, in conceding twenty games, that's not bad, is it? No. <laughs> yeah. If you continue at that rate, continue at the same rate, we are going to go up. 
You're not yeah. going to concede that few amount of goals and not get promoted. It's just not going to happen. Mm. And again, we come we come back to this all the time. Four of those goals were against Fleetwood, and we sh- we should have played better. So, yeah, yeah. So this X- <clears throat> this XG chart, um, and it shows I think it's potential goals for and against, just measured on a on a linear mm. graph. And for us, it said just give them the league now. And for Doncaster, <laughs> and, and for Doncaster, it just said rubbish. There's <laughs> like slight yeah. violation, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll call it there. So, thank you all for watching. If you're on YouTube, make sure you've subscribed. On the if you click the bottom right, if you're watching YouTube, build the bottom right thing on the bottom right, click on it, and you can subscribe that way. Um, if you're on Facebook, Twitter, make sure you've liked the Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. Keep an eye on everything that's going on there. If you are watching, listening, sorry, on iTunes or Spotify, make sure you've subscribed and give us a five star rating if you can. We will be back on Sunday evening live through YouTube and Facebook. And then back up to the podcast audio on Monday. We've got free week next week. No football. Middle of next week, which makes a change. We can all chill out for a bit. Um, we hope we're chilling out. We've got stuff planned. <laughs> Busy for us. <laughs> um, we're working on some uh, some getting some other people on as well, aren't we? Just trying to trying to break it up a bit. Yeah, so yeah it's boring looking we've, got, we've got a good week, one lined up, haven't we? Hopefully. Fingers crossed, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so thank you all for listening thank you all for watching Danny thank you mate. it's been a pleasure as always and anybody that's not already watched it go over and watch Danny's match day vlog because there were five goals so, yeah you get to see Victor have a celebration with me after exactly. he's <laughs> <laughs> exactly and Rick I know you might be old gate but we uh, we like having you here yeah, Merry Christmas Merry Christmas <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see you next week Merry Christmas yes <laughs> Wear your Christmas hats. Last game before Christmas. All wear your Christmas hats on Saturday for football. Mm. Do it. Yeah, that's an idea. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.